Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. In this season, we're playing through The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. In our last episode, we went into the Dark Palace and we saved Gully. And because of that, uh, if you went and collected your Master Ore, you can then go and upgrade your sword. Uh, Oh, (laughs) I forgot to do that. Of course. Uh, I said I would. Next time, next time. Next time. Maybe. maybe. (laughs) No promise. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember when you start hitting an enemy and you're like, this is taking so long for me to kill this enemy. What was it that Jeremy said on the podcast? Oh, yes. Yeah. Get better. Um, (laughs) No. So we finished that up and we can go and do some more exploring if we want. Uh, Like I said in the last episode, we still aren't fully open to uh like a lot of the interesting stuff you can go and collect a lot of heart containers uh a lot of my uh i believe still like i said before you can get like 80 something my after this episode i believe that goes up to like 90 something my that you can collect like nearly all of them uh so something to keep in mind if you're trying to upgrade all your items as soon as you can you can spend some time with those my did you guys do any exploring between the last dungeon? Uh, and this one? Yeah, I went and got the master ore. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> I did not do that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I ran around, ran around a bit. Uh, I found some mimes. Um, yeah, not not really enough. I think I managed to find. I'm up to about fifty six, fifty seven now, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I'm just sort of. I, I, I'm. I just want to. All I want to do is explore. Like the dungeons are so good in this game, but all I want to do is explore. It's very much like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I just want to, but what's over there? Right. <laughs> that yep. looks great, but what's this? You know? Uh, well, because even in the region that we did previously, when I went into there, I, I wanted to just go in the wrong direction while staying in the region, but it still blocks you. Like you can look, if you bring up the My My Map, you'll see that on the north side of the Dark Palace, there is a little like peninsula that is on there. It's like some gerrymandering that was done for that region there. Um, but you can't access it because there is just a gulf uh, between you and the and the uh, land over there on that other side. And I don't believe we can actually get there right now without, I mean, we could probably go into the light world, make our way around and then pop out on some other side. But uh, in terms of like what we're doing for this, these episodes, stay, I try to stay in that region, similar to what we did with uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. You know, break it, trying to mm. trying to keep the limits in those region as we do the shelves. But see, that's yeah, it's, it's sort of what I'm trying to do as well. Not not even necessarily consciously, but I'm like, mm, I shouldn't maybe not just yet, maybe not just yet, but oh, oh. well, I would Ooh. say you know, 
if you're going to get some hard containers, things like that, that's fine. But if you run into someone interesting or a new mini game, we'll wait to talk about it until we get to that region. Yeah. Right. So. Did um, you? I found I did, one thing I did do is I went and go went and got the the giant flower bomb flower. Good. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And started to clear some. I can't, do you need to do that to get to? Not, no, not no 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 there there is no. a dungeon that we will need that for but not ah, there this we one. go there we go well yes i yeah I, I i did go and get that and enjoyed uh i i had a terrible moment where i thought i was gonna have to pay 200 rupees every time mm, yeah no mm. i thought that was i thought that was gonna happen uh but it didn't thankfully um yeah yeah and i wish i hadn't been marking them the the points on my map where those giant cracked boulders are right. that you can blow up yeah. i hadn't been marking them so i'm a bit annoyed with myself about that but there we go that is one thing i did do yeah mark, mark everything like i feel like we have plenty of pins this isn't this isn't breath of the wild that we have this you know unbelievably huge map that we need a hundred different pins on uh <laughs> yeah. so you know this one it's like yeah we can be fine with what the 20 i think we have yeah, I think uh, it's to, to pin on there yeah 20 yeah uh, so that that that's plenty for as you get a new upgrade or whatever go to that place that you couldn't go to before and do all that um when we get into this area we are then greeted by hilda telepathically and it's it's just weird the way she gets this information because she's just like i'm <laughs> i'm reading Ugannon's notes here and it says that he put this in the desert mm-hmm. palace but i don't understand there's no desert here we don't have a desert we mm-hmm. only have swamps uh, so you got to figure that out. So I'm just wondering, like, she yeah, while she was there, she took some notes from from Yuga as he was making his plan with with crayons, and he was listing out all of these things here. <laughs> the one thing I will say uh, is that Hilda interrupts you when you're exploring, and it's not annoying, which is a nice change for a Zelda game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it helps that we aren't frozen and then waiting for an animation of like an owl to fly down. And then it says things and then acts, yeah. asks us if we understood what it said. And then, and then accidentally repeat it. And, right. Yeah, 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 and then it, yeah. where it defaults to say it again, but we don't want it to say again. And we just get stuck there. Um, improvements for sure. Improvements. But um, yeah. So, was this uh dennis i mean navigating this we do i think it's interesting because we do have to pop in and out of the light and dark world between the swamp and the sands uh to get to this area were you did you have any trouble here i had a lot of trouble with all these Uh, vultures 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 are definitely annoying um that's for sure but so one of the things though um when I originally, like, the first, like, multiple times I played through this game, I always had trouble, like, trying to figure out how to get to that dungeon. Just because, like, it's not straightforward in, like, any way as, like, mm-hmm. to telling you how you're supposed to get over there. Like, it's just this secluded section of the map. Like, I thought I had to, like, go through the Rupee Rush area to get in there. And I I was just looking for a long time um trying to figure out how to get in there um eventually i figured it out but wow it it took a while (laughs) i was just gonna look it up because i said in the last one i'd look this up what does the upgraded sand rod do let me find that real quick (laughs) there's a game a game faqs forum (laughs) what the hell does the sand rod upgrade do (laughs) 
<laughs> um, it, it basically the the sand blocks don't disappear after time. Yes. Okay. There. Yes. So that that is, that could be helpful because there's plenty of times where I'm sitting there. Actually, that would have been really helpful at the boss on uh, that we're going to be dealing with in this dungeon for sure. But I did not have the upgrade at this time for it. Dennis, you don't have the upgrade either, right? Or do you have? The I do not. I do not. Okay. So you definitely would have had some trouble with this boss too. Yeah. But we'll get to that <sighs> yeah. later. Mm. Uh, so, um, as I said, when we get into here, it's first a swamp. Um, and we, I, I don't know if I mentioned we do after we unlocked the ability to go between light and dark world, there are these pillars that we see throughout the land that exist solely for us to stick to and to wrap around where there is going to be a slit in it that teleports us back and forth between light and dark world. So in this one, we have a couple different pillars here that I, I believe these are like natural ground ones, but there's ones that are like right next to each other in here that I got real confused about. Cause I was like, what do you want me to do here? Why are these two right next to each other? I still don't understand because one of them, when you come back into the dark world, it just takes you into deep swamp water that you can't teleport back to it. And so I just, I just don't understand what was the point of these two being right next to each other. <laughs> Uh, there might um, be lore around it. We don't know. No, yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me go and check my uh, Hyrule Astoria. Let me see what it says about those two <laughs> mounds. <laughs> if you have a look on the Zelda timeline. I won't. I will not. <laughs> I ripped that out of my Hyrule Astoria. <laughs> um, no. So this one, what we do is we, as we're exploring through here, there is a hard piece that we can find up at the top too. Be sure to go and check that out. Um, Eventually, we find an area that when we get into there uh, on the light world, we'll see a bunch of pillars that we can stand on surrounded by sand below. And this is where they originally teach us the whole idea of, okay, if you want to get to this pillar, you're going to have to probably send some sand next to it. Or like, you know, you have to send the sand in a certain direction and then you can walk along it as you're as long as you're elevated and at the top, because this I went into one of those treasure hunting dungeons. I still couldn't figure it out because it. Ha I was just like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this because I can't climb the sand after I lift it up. Uh, eventually, I figured out like the first half, but I left it after the second one because I just could not figure that one out. I had the same problem. It took me a while, that one. Yeah, I, do. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tornado Rod. I did. I mean, I did that for the first one, but it, there was something because you turn on a fan. So you yeah. would you would use the tornado and then it would push you. But the thing is, is that if you are too close to the sand, when you do that, uh, mm -hmm. the, the wind won't push you far enough to land on top of it. It just kept happening to me over and over. Did same for you, Dennis. I was thinking of a different one similar, but no, that okay. is, I, I did do that one. I did that one. Um, that one took a while though, uh, to figure out because like it's, it's difficult. It. I'm going to go back. I, after I, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this shows just how bad my famously bad memory is, but <laughs> I, I mean, I, I beaten it like yesterday. Can't remember it, but I know the one you're talking about. I can't remember. And I know what bit you're, I know how you're attempting to do that bit that you're saying. And I know that I didn't do it that way. So if that helps. Nope. 
You're welcome. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but keep going. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> I, I like I said, the knowing now that the upgrade for the sand rod lets that stuff stay up there for a while. That was a thing that kept annoying me is I would oh, bring yeah. the sand up and I'd just be like, OK, clock's ticking. I got to figure out what I need yeah. to do with this right now. Um, but now that I kn- know that if I do the upgrade, I'm going to get that upgrade and then I'm going to go back to that one. So going back, do that. I will do that. Um, going back to the sand swamp. Um, once you navigate it though, I, I didn't like, again, the vultures because they're the way they attack is when they come and swoop down, they will go exactly where you are in that second and stay there. So you have to, some of the other enemies, if they are swooping down, you can hit them as they're swooping down. The vultures, you have to wait until they are at your level, then you can hit them. So that means you Mm -hmm. have to dodge, then attack. Uh, You can't have just offense with them. So that was annoying. Um, And trying to walk along these pillars then as we're going and then getting knocked off, where I then have to go back to one of the other teleportation slits, go to back to the light world or dark world, either way, then make my way back around, stick to the walls, wrap back up so that I can get up to the other level, then go back again. And it it was just like, I wish there was a stair set that I could just hit a button and unlock here (laughs) so that I could attempt to cross this path multiple times. Cause I fell off honestly, maybe three times. So that was enough on, in terms of just navigating what I thought would be a, a small little space to mm. fail and to have to start over where getting back to here takes longer than it does to cross over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that takes us up to the desert palace. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we get back, we'll go in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is the Desert Palace. Uh, when we get into here, it, it, you have to think, once again, you have to think differently than you have for any of the other dungeons that we've done so far. Because with the sand rod, we can create long platforms going from one side of a room to the other. I had to remember this multiple times <laughs> because I would just be like, how am I supposed to do this? I don't understand. How am I supposed to get to this door? And then be like, oh, I, because in my mind, I was like, I can stick to the wall. I'll go, the, I'll go flat and I'll wrap around. No, it blocks me. What am I supposed to do here? I soft lock the game. No. <laughs> no. I, uh, I love this dungeon. Honestly, I think like it's a real, it's a pure puzzling dungeon, you know? Um, and I, I, I love that about it. It, uh, it's similar to, the sort of the the switching back and forth stuff you have to do in getting to the palace it, it's not overly complicated but it's it makes you feel incredibly smart yeah in in, uh, sure. yeah. in doing it it's um it's great and uh yeah the whole the whole of this palace is um the whole of this i mean all of these dungeons are brilliant aren't they 
They're great. Yeah, they're they're really good. I mean, it's why I think this is a great example of why a lot of Zelda fans are like, bring dungeons back because this was kind of a peak for them that it, you look mm-hmm. at this stuff and like, we were going in this direction and then we sort of abandoned doing dungeons with Breath of the Wild. What? Why? Yeah. Why did we do this? I, I think, and hear me out. <laughs> Whose skin? Uh, I, are we, I, no. <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the classic dungeon setup works that well in three D. Um, I think it I think it can do, and I think some of the three D dungeons are really really good. But um, if you try and uh, literally transpose kind of what makes these two D dungeons so good, and put it in three D. You know, because I think like even even like playing through when I play through Ocarina of Time, I don't enjoy the dungeons that much. And I don't know. I don't know whether or not. OK, I'm seeing I'm seeing some, <laughs> some faces of hard disagreement here, mm-hmm. which is fine, which is fine. Um, I was just about to praise Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Because Ocarina of Time very much is like it. That obviously that's like the first attempt at, at sort of converting two D dungeons into three D, and they work very much in a similar similar way. Uh, apart from the fact that there are, there might be um, doors on, you know, some of these rooms will span two floors instead of just one. You know, for me, like the more the like the, the more exciting dungeons in the three D Zelda games are the ones that are a bit more organic and a little less you're in this room now you're in this room now you're in this room i mean i can you know see what, I mean? what you're saying yeah whereas these are very much like these are these these the 2d dungeons are very much like puzzle boxes you know they're very specific um and i think there's something brilliant about that sort of that clarity of design especially with some of the puzzles which is why i think like like the dungeons in like the oracle games was especially oracle of ages are just absolutely superb because they are just perfectly designed puzzles. Um, you, there I, is, yeah. Here, here's what I'll say to that. Like, I, I get where you're coming from, but I feel like what you're saying is an argument for something like the Water Temple being great. Where I think, I think by design, the Water mm. Temple in Ocarina of Time should have been that, but because yeah. it was sort of obscured in, in how the player could possibly understand what was happening yeah. in a room that they couldn't see very easily, that it took longer to get to, to perceive. I think that made it bad. I think that the, I think that yeah. the overall design of the water temple is brilliant in the same way yeah. that you're praising these 2d Zelda games. Yeah. Same with the water dungeon in Twilight Princess, because that yeah. also had the same thing where you were feeding water into a central area that you then would have to manipulate to figure out, okay, I need this to go here so that then I yeah. could access this. That always triggered real the, a good uh itch to scratch in my brain for those ones there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get okay, um, I get that. Part. I get yeah. it. But um, for me, I just okay. want—I do want to say, just you yeah, brought yeah, up yeah. Ocarina. I got to defend it. Something that yeah. Ocarina did that I don't think they ever properly rekindled in the other Zelda games is the feeling of a dungeon being right underneath us. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think you're right there. The cinematography of it, like sort of the—if yeah, yeah, you're yeah. thinking of it overall like that—that that was something that I always fell in love with with the the yeah. idea of Zelda is that there are secret ruins underneath us and that creates some lore that they never fully fleshed out. But I think the fans did for sure. 
I think the brilliant thing about that is the fact that that design is is there purely because of the technical limitations of the N64, mm-hmm. where all of these stuff had to basically exist in a void, yeah. and there had to be, uh, you know, that sort of real sort of shallow um, field of vision um, to stop popping and stuff like that. So everything felt like it. You were just like, you know, yeah, exactly like yeah. you said, like sort of underground, hidden, just like really yeah because uh, well, I, th- I think about the uh, the graveyard Nacarina where as an adult mm. you go back and then you have the uh what is it called there, there's a dungeon the, the shadow temple sh- the shadow oh, temple the yeah. shadow temple is like hidden behind the graveyard yeah. and you never thought about it like you were there you were there doing all this stuff for you were there for different reasons but it turns out that there's this thing behind it where the other zelda games say you're going to go here. You're going to go to the temple. We're going to lead you to this whole different area that we're going to have a path that takes you to the temple. And we know about that. And I, I, that was just something that I always loved about the specifically the dungeons in Ocarina. So I just wanted to, I I needed to come Mm. to Ocarina's defense here because I do understand what you're saying, but yeah. And don't, don't for a second think that I'm, I'm saying that the dungeons in Ocarina of time are bad. I just think in terms of making it, it, it in the same way that like certain elements of 2D Mario work well in 3D, um, you know, and certain things just, just don't. Um, I, I think that, um, I think that like, especially the, the like the, the shrine sort of setup of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are, are exactly those like puzzle box things mm-hmm. that you get in the 2d mm-hmm. games and i think you know which is why i think they're so good and they're so fun um the one thing i will say is ocarina of time 3d the tweaks they made to the design of the water temple make it absolutely ex- absolutely incredible oh it's readable right, mm-hmm. right. it's oh, suddenly yeah. readable now <laughs> yeah it's so good it's so good and um and again just to bring it back to the 2d zelda games the um jabu jabu's palace uh dungeon in oracle of ages mm-hmm. somehow manages to do that in 2d mm-hmm. and it's unbelievable mm-hmm. i think it's one yeah. of the best series best that yeah. anyway anyway uh I mean, <laughs> dennis any any, any closing thoughts on our discussion about the <laughs> dungeons and 3d <laughs> games and... um i mean like i i really <laughs> like I, I really like um, both formats. Um, it, it's nice to go from one format to another too, because like you get so used to like the 2D format and like uh, having to think this way about like these certain dungeons. And then you move to like a game like Twilight Princess and uh, it's so much more broad and everything where like, it's mm-hmm. just like, it feels bigger. Um, yeah, I guess they felt yeah. the, the pimple. Yeah. The dungeons in, in, Twilight Princess felt massive and for, for good, for good and bad. Game. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for good and bad. Everything about that game felt massive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like though, when it comes to Twilight Princess though, like uh, you were saying earlier, like the, like with Ocarina, like all this stuff could just like be beneath you. I feel like it's hard to tell if Twilight Princess does that because like, it's not like have when we go into Castle Town. We don't go to Castle Town, and then there's something hidden underneath Castle Town. No, yeah, like, you know. But but that's what I'm saying is like it, it, this. This also happened with Wind Waker. Wind Waker did mm-hmm. the same thing where we would be told you're going to this one place here, 
and literally you have an island that is just the dungeon and it's like this yeah. it's the only thing that exists here is this dungeon and i just feel like that doesn't work in the world because like you literally like we're gonna have a civilization here and we know that there's just this empty space here like oh we don't go because there's monsters but there's monsters there and i could go on and on about our hands no, yeah if we wanted to talk about that but anyway let's get back let's get back to this game um i know i know some half our listeners are going to be like no keep talking about it the other half will be like get back to the game um we see a return of uh bemos in this one here and i went back and forth where i'm just like what, what, the first time we see him i'm just like how am i supposed to dodge these things all right yeah. i can i can stick to the wall and i can go right past them um because i just i just took the hit i was like i don't know what else i'm supposed to do here i can't time it to go past both yeah. of them uh so i ended up like the first couple times just take taking the hit and then remembering all right i'm playing a link between worlds <laughs> i have an ability yeah 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 the other time we see them we can bring up the sand to block them as we run past yeah. them so that felt nice clever um yeah um other uh other rooms in here we we are introduced to these like gargoyle statues that i don't mm. believe we've seen although i know because we're in, we're yeah, technically the, in the light world right now the gargoyle yeah, statues they, are also they... in the thieves hideout I'm are they sure. in the thieves yeah. hideout okay yeah. Uh, yeah, we have to use them for one of the puzzles to like hold down pressure plates in that one. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm a, yeah, I must be misremembering that one. Um, but anyway, we have those here. We have them back again. Uh, this time it's a little more interesting, especially again. Yeah, I I had some stressful moments just because I was trying to do it as quickly as possible before the sand would fall. And if I had yeah. that upgrade, I didn't realize like. All the other upgrades are just like, oh, yeah, that's cool that it does this. But this upgrade is like literally makes the game a little more like a little less stressful uh, in terms of like mm. how you manipulate it. Um, let's see. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything that you can only access with the upgraded sand rod in terms of stuff where, you know, there, there might there might be a heart piece or a my am I hidden somewhere where you think, Oh, I haven't got enough time to run over this pillar, this column of sand. I've just, yeah. made. I don't think there yeah. is, yeah. but it yeah. is very much like a, yeah, this is just, this just makes it easier or, you know, less stressful. Um, I need to mention, uh, cause I didn't before, before we got into this dungeon, we had one of the classic enemies. I don't have the name in front of me. They're like the sand guys that appear and they throw their hands up and move across the sand. Did any of you guys use the sand rod on them? No. No. Yes. No. Because you would remember if you did. Um, no. You say that. <laughs> we get to see the rest of their body, which it turns out that they look like they're bodybuilders with red Baywatch Speedos on. Oh, And then yes. they just yes. run away. It's really yeah. silly. Uh, very silly. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like some fan art stuff. <laughs> like if you the see the book like when, i look at but <laughs> we're like when uh people took the like ditto from pokemon about like what does ditto look like underneath and it's <laughs> like this trio. buff guy or doug true yeah it's like a bunch yeah, yeah, of yeah. buff guys hugging each other and <laughs> i literally showed that picture to my wife yesterday how weird is that how weird is that and said don't you wish it was more like this no <laughs> uh, 
That's why I need to buy this exercise machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't. No, I'm going to, I stop that joke there. <laughs> um, any other standouts in this uh, dungeon for you guys? Um, uh, a there was, there was one room, like it's this long room, right? And you use the sand rod and it has the saws moving back and forth. And it has like two of the jellyfish mm. creatures in there. Oh yeah. That room. <laughs> that imagine. was where, that was where most of my runs died. Like I would, I, I would die and then I would just try to get through that room and I couldn't make it through that room. I would lose all my fairies in there and everything because I'd get knocked off. I'd, I'd run out of time. It was a nightmare. You, you're you're losing more than one heart per hit at this point, right? Because these enemies are tougher, yeah. aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because I, think, I think at this point, we're losing like one heart for each hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm losing like yeah. four with one hit. Ooh. No, Ooh. No, 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 no. And I have like 13 hearts. So that's mm. that's like four hits and I'm dead. I mean, yeah, and then and the fairies only give you what like five hearts back or something like that? They give you six, I think. But yeah, I mean if you're I mean you math that out, if you're still getting four each time, that only gets yeah. you two more hits before you're dead again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's oh. there was um oh. there was one room that wound me up and um it was uh, I don't know what they're called, but like the little bomb enemies with mm-hmm. feet that walk around, whatever they're called, um, with the big eyes. Um, yeah, the bomb bombs. Well, yeah, 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 not. I'm sure they've got. N- a, Nintendo a, a, would sue if that were the case. Probably, <laughs> they probably yeah be taken down. Um, I'm sure they've they've definitely got like a, a Zelda. There's a Zelda name for them, even though bomb bombs is what they are. Um, and there's a room where you need bombs to solve a puzzle and blow up some blocks and sort of redirect some some things. And it it just it because the game doesn't assume that you've got bombs, but you need bombs. It basically has these little bomb bomb bites bombites bombites sure bombites. It's not it's not showing up on on here where I'm looking them up right now. So um. bombite Zelda. Why do I think that is the thing? Yep, bombite. Not to be confused with bob Om, it says is the first thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Bombites. Too late. There we go. Dang. Um, and um, you know, yeah, it's, it's understandable that obviously they're in the, they're in these these rooms that you need bombs for. You might not have brought bombs with you, so it just saves you having to go back and get them. But they really wound me up because my bomb but my the, the bomb blast from my <laughs> bombs were too bigger than the bomb bites bombs. And I just, it was, it was carnage. I couldn't time anything uh, because you have to do something where you time like a uh, switch to hit so you can go up and down some things or something. I don't know. I can't remember, obviously. And, um, <laughs> and I thought, oh, maybe I can just cut off these bomb bites at the source. Um, but you can't. And it was just, I, I felt like it was a little bit messy um, in terms of uh, design wise, even though like I, I understand what they were doing, but I'd rather have had a bomb flower that you could pick and run with it yeah if you needed to than these um these little guys yeah you know it's it's like i keep saying i i complained about this game being too easy but then they are just like well we're just gonna 
put you in this small space with an infinitely respawning bomb that's going to walk towards yeah. you. And it's like, cool, thanks. All right. <laughs> Um, we we do also uh, I need to mention it because I saw the name on here the mini boss in this one which was also the mini boss in Turtle Rock in A Link to the Past which was this location in the original uh, it's uh, Ho- Hoku Boku is the name of it I think this was before they really started to uh, make more English sounding names for some of these characters um, just because I don't know that one it's not even anything Hoku Boku Hoku Boku, two Ks, four Ks total, <laughs> two Ks on, on both sides. Hoku Boku. Hoku Boku. Oh, this guy, yeah. Um, Giant walking cactus king Hoku Boku, as it probably would be called. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was, I don't know. I, I came into here with my upgraded sword. So he pops up, you get him with the sand, lift him up out of the ground, hit, the, hit his little segments with your sword, follow it up with another sword hit as they bounce around. And he's done. Uh, funny name, though. Wanted to bring that up. Was it? Uh, you clear your throat. I can cut that out. Um, Excuse me. Anything else in this dungeon before we get to the boss? Uh, we haven't talked about the main thing you get. Oh, right. Dungeon. Yeah, we should talk about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because you get an item in this dungeon. Yeah, which I wasn't expecting. But then, well, I was after a while because I was like, hang on a minute. There are these giant boulders in the way all over the place and I can't lift these. Is this is this a classic dungeon? Is it going to give <laughs> me an item that I can use to solve it? I thought um, I would yes. use the the sand underneath it to lift it up and to like move it out of the way, but... Yeah, that no. is not what you did. Uh, no. Instead, at some point, uh, they just like, the, again, I don't believe this is after the mini boss or anything like that. I think you just, as you're exploring, you just find the treasure chest that has it in here. The Titan yeah. mitts. So yeah. with this, we can now it's, lift it's, the big it's, rocks. Uh, I believe it's singular. It's just one. The Titan, titan mitt. mitt. Is it just, just, the, titan? just the Titan mitt. Oh, it's the, the titan Titan's mitt. mitt. Yes. Yeah, let's get this right. Come on. Possessive singular. Yes. Um, one. Um, yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's even more badass. It's just like, can I lift this boulder? One hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. One hand. Look. Um, so, yeah, with that, yeah. we can move big boulders. When we get done with this dungeon, that is going to let us access a lot more things. So that's something fun. If it's fun a Titan's do mitt, do you think it's big enough that he just has to put both his hands in it? Uh, you would think. <laughs> One giant glove. <laughs> <laughs> you see, people used to be a lot shorter back then. So a Titan was anyone over five foot five. <laughs> hey, I, I approve of that. <laughs> um, no. So with that, yeah, that does give us access to the rest of the dungeon. We do have sort of a check at the end just before the boss where we have to use the sand rod to get across one platform and yeah. then we have to lift a giant rock where it's just it's the captcha to make sure that we are, are yeah, it is. qualified to yeah, get yeah, to yeah. this boss here. Yeah. Click on the uh, click on the bicycles and uh, <laughs> and crack on. I like. I always like it when they when they do uh, when there's something like that in a game. I don't know why, because it is quite a clumsy design thing, but I like it. It's like uh, when you have to go to beat like the Elite Four uh, in Pokemon, and the route you have to go makes you use all of the HMs. Um, mm, sure, and, okay. And stuff like that. I yeah. like it. I like it. It's like a it's like a little victory lap. Greatest hits, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the boss, though. This- oh. 
This is Zaganaga. Zaganaga. I'm going to go with that. Um, Yeah. Now, I got a message from Jonathan as we were confirming when we were going to play. And he wanted to warn us that even using the fire rod, it took a a lot to get through this one. And Mm. I made the, you know, I saw that and I at the time... Or no, no, Dennis, you had your sword upgraded this time too. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Jonathan was the only one that didn't, but this is the upgraded fire rod, which is pretty powerful. That is true. And I was hitting it where I could with the sword. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Well, no, uh, yeah, we, we get into here, which I, I love this setup because we have to go back to the, the uh, dark world in order yeah. to fight it. And if you look at the map, you'll see this big area on there and you'll just be like, well, how am I supposed to get to that? Like, what? I haven't gotten to this point yet. What am I supposed to do? That big area is the boss battle area. Yeah. So it's like, that's yeah. your battle arena. And it's like, okay, that's cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Be like in, in Tears of the Kingdom, you have to go up and find a chasm to jump down into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. Um. So, Dennis, how, how did you do on this one? This <laughs> took me a while. Uh, it it and then having to get back to the boss room so that I could fight it. Oh, it was so painful, and it took like four hours to do, but I did it. Are you? I mean, if you had if you had to say an actual time, would you say? Yeah, about four hours just for the boss. That that is how much damage I was I taking. That would is... have quit the podcast. I um... <laughs> <laughs> I would have watched a YouTube video and pretended I did it uh... <laughs> for the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you guys get interrupted by a commercial? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you guys order a peloton for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but i mean <sighs> i it like so i had a, pr- a pretty decent setup apart from the upgraded sword i had a pretty decent setup given the fact that i had the fully upgraded not the fully upgraded the upgraded sand rod so i could i could make a a row of sand blocks mm. in this arena which is just a big sand pit uh and it meant that i could run along it and i'd always have a clear shot to the boss wherever he popped up which was great so that was fine I fell off so many times though. Mm-hmm. Um, and you take a heart damage every time you fall off that coupled with getting hit that coupled with getting hit and falling off that coupled with just everything. I went through four, uh, three, three fairies. Um, so I took a lot of damage and I, I'm, I've got like uh, a row plus two hearts. And I still went through, uh, yeah, that. And then obviously, is so you only get like five or six hearts back with a fairy, not like a full refill. Mm-hmm. That would have been embarrassing. Have been but nice. um, but yeah, it it just he just didn't die. He just wouldn't die. He was he so so much health. Dennis, do you think maybe you should switch to milk? Maybe milk would give you more hearts. You you'd have to be paying more attention to it, like. Uh, Rather than only getting five or six fairies ba- uh, hearts back from the fairies, just just a thought. Can you do you no, yeah. taste milk? Work. Like when when you choose to use milk, does it do it like automatically? Can no, you do it from that's the menu. The, that's no. the thing. You do have to you have to pause, equip, use. 
but um, that might save you more time uh yeah, dying yeah, over and over again. Sure. How, much more, how much health how much health does milk give you and there's I, potions you can get as if well if i had right? to guess yeah. like eight, oh actually yeah potions would probably be the best way to do it because i think yeah. maybe like a purple potion one of them it might get the max for you you need to look into potions i'm yeah. i'm definitely gonna go for the yellow one because i'm pretty sure the yellow one offers immunity for a short period of time you need that hey you need that. i do this. need that um, i need that one of them offers immunity. One of them offers um, extra damage, and one of them also offers health health. more health. Yeah. So, oh, there we go. So red restores eight hearts. Blue restores all your hearts. It also costs two hundred rupees and ten monster tails. Yellow potion makes you invulnerable for a short period of time. That's hundred rupees and ten monster horns. Or the purple potion. Uh, damages all surrounding enemies so that would be good for those vultures uh but that's 10 monster guts and 60 rupees yeah um but yeah that that blue potion um i mean that's expensive in it 200 mm-hmm. rupees but to be honest like after you you can have so many i'm flush with rupees and like i said i've bought yeah. nearly all the items so yeah yeah by this point i have to spend it. i i have all the items so i i can just I'd, keep buying stuff at this point like it's so yeah. easy to get rupees yeah. in this game that it, it's not going to really hurt anything. I think blue potions, like even if like you, you play it safe and you, you use a blue potion when you've still got like three or four hearts left, it's st- like by the time you've got like a row and a half of hearts, like that's still pretty good. Um, so you don't even need to. Yeah. Okay. I've got, yeah. I mean, I have 40 blue tails, 20 uh, horns, 77 guts. But again, yeah, I guess it's like, that's that's after completing multiple dungeons you know that's after doing a lot of that so i haven't been farming monster parts or anything like that so that's something to keep in mind that may take a lot more time but uh does it take more time than dying over and over again that's uh, the question you know hard to hard to say but it might be good for you to try some potions for the just, next dungeon just, maybe, just to take just take maybe. a potion in with you uh it might save you some time for sure so, um, yeah, what, as Jonathan was saying, we're making paths through here. We get up to him. It's pretty straightforward. If we can reach the monster, we can damage it. Uh, or you can use your fire rod from a distance to send a, uh, some fire at it that way. Possibly bow. I'm, I'm assuming none of us tried the bow. Um, it's always at an angle. Like you always have to, it's, it's never a straight shot uh it seems that yeah, they're placed th- that certain way i find the arrows i find well i find the aiming of things it's a, it's a shame because obviously you're using i i mean i use the circle pad mm-hmm. um i always use a circle pad even when i'm playing 2d games unless it's like a puzzle game um and you don't but you don't have analog you know analog mm-hmm. aim yeah yeah um, it's, you know, it's it's an it's, it's an it's eight way direct it's eight way direction on it um, yeah. and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great, but, um, yeah, you just, you just have to hit them a bunch survive basically is, is the key thing in this one here. There's not yeah. really a trick to it after going through a giant puzzle on puzzle on puzzle in the dungeon, we have a boss battle that is just really actiony, just get to him and mm. do damage. But, uh, we finish that up and then we, we save the seven sage Irene uh, she is annoyed that we took as long as we did. 
She's also just sort of like, I guess I'll be a sage. I'll just stand here. She's explicitly says, uh, or no, I think it's uh, one of the other ones I talked to, but they explicitly say, I guess I'm just going to have to stand here until you get the job done. Like we leave. And then one of them's like, you guys, you guys know any word games? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What are they doing? (laughs) Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. I spy with my little eye. Um, so that leads us to picking the next dungeon. Jonathan, it's your call. Ooh, it's my call. Let's have a look. Okay. So we've done We've done Thieves Hideout, Desert Palace, Dark Palace. Mm-hmm. Um well, I I'm gonna pick one based on the uh save point that I've already unlocked for it. <laughs> uh which is the Swamp Palace. All right, gonna head okay. to the Swamp Palace. Um, do you know in which region that's in? You, I, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in the south. Oh no, yeah, you're, yeah, yes, it's in the south. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, this is one that we are gonna need uh, to use that big bomb, the big bomb to get to. So, ah, uh, yes, things yes. we mentioned before. Yeah. Yes, we will need that here. So. Go do some more collecting. Upgrade your sword if you haven't yet. You I've literally do done that. it. You I've did it while we it. were recording here. So. During the ad break. <laughs> During the ad break. <laughs> <laughs> go collect some hearts. Get stronger. Maybe go dabble in some potions. Now that we saved the potions granddaughter, maybe she'll give us a reward of a free potion. Hey, maybe it's worth maybe. a shot. Although we That's have to tell her out. that we found, we do have to tell her that we found her granddaughter and that she's in a safe place. Trust us. Uh, now give us some free potion. <laughs> but go do all that. Go to the Swamp Palace, defeat the monster within, save the seven sage that is waiting for us, and then meet back here. We will talk about it on Chat of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs>